It's Thursday, August 4, 2011. Clearly, Nickelodeon is pushing a global warming agenda. The latest commie pinko hoaxer enemy of Fox News is SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob is talking a lot about global warming, and he's only looking at it from one point of view. Radioactive fish in Vermont. Mmm. Salmonella turkey burgers everywhere else. Delicious. Wolves under the gun in Wyoming. Plus, the economic impact of severe weather events is only projected to grow in future years as the frequency and intensity of weather events continues to grow. The high cost of doing nothing about climate change. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The Department of Education using SpongeBob SquarePants now to teach kids about global warming. The government agency showed kids this cartoon and handed out books that blame man for global warming, but they did not tell kids that that is actually a disputed fact. Disputed by who? The scientists on Fox and Friends? Brother, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, so they went after Tinky Winky, they destroyed Sesame Street, and now it's on to SpongeBob SquarePants, the enemy of the people. Yeah, the Fox and Friends morning show Brain Trust is at it again. The Department of Education teaches kids about global warming. Fox and Friends is up in arms, and Steve Ducey says... Is it just one of those gigantic, climactic, you know, phases that we're going, for a while we're cold, and then we get warmer, and then we get colder and warmer? Oh, Steve Ducey, those are called seasons. Now on to the real news. Another massive food recall. Ag giant Cargill is recalling 36 million pounds of ground turkey due to possible salmonella contamination, making it one of the largest meat recalls on record, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The Centers for Disease Control says the strain involved is antibiotic resistant and has killed one person and sickened at least 76 more in 26 states since March. Cargill's voluntarily suspended operations at the factory in Arkansas that distributed the ground turkey under many different brand names. We have all the details at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. The timing of this newest food poisoning outbreak couldn't be more ironic. The Cargill ground turkey recall comes right after the Republican majority in the House of Representatives voted to further cut the budget for food safety testing at the federal level. And long-awaited legislation to update the nation's food safety laws, including provisions to give the government authority to order mandatory recalls, has remained stalled in Congress due to, you guessed it... SpongeBob SquarePants? No. Opposition from congressional Republicans. Ah. Radioactive fish in Vermont? A fish caught in the river near the Vermont Yankee nuclear power plant has tested positive for traces of radioactive strontium. The Vermont Department of Health says more study is needed to identify the source of the contamination. The Vermont Yankee nuclear power plant has had numerous issues with leaking radioactive isotopes in the last several years, and now Energy, the private company that owns the plant, is suing to force Vermont to extend the plant's operating license. Has SpongeBob SquarePants been put under a Geiger counter lately? Not that we know of. Maybe we should. Wyoming and the U.S. Department of Interior have reached an agreement that would end federal protection for wolves in the state. Hunters in Wyoming will be allowed to kill more than half of the wolves who don't read signs and stray outside the borders of Yellowstone National Park. Wyoming has agreed to maintain at least 100 of the 230 gray wolves outside Yellowstone, but the rest can be legally shot on site as predators. By Sarah Palin. Finally... We've seen droughts in Texas, wildfires in Arizona and New Mexico, 
flooding in Tennessee in 2011, almost $28 billion in damages have already been caused by catastrophic events, and the hurricane season is just starting. That was Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat of Illinois, chairing a Senate committee hearing this week on the link between extreme weather events and climate change and the increasing costs of responding to natural disasters. The economic impact of severe weather events is only projected to grow in future years as the frequency and intensity of weather events continues to grow. The federal government needs to do more to be ready to protect federal assets and to provide disaster assistance on an increasing frequency. That federal agencies in science and research are bracing for major funding cuts over the next 10 years as part of the debt ceiling deal brokered between Obama and Republicans on Capitol Hill. Atmospheric scientist Dr. Don Worbley of the University of Illinois testified that more extreme weather events are already in the pipeline and the window of opportunity to cut emissions and avoid the worst effects of climate change is closing. The real response from, from, the, from these emissions occur 20 to 30 years after the initial emissions. So we're seeing the effect right now of the emissions we made 20, 30 years ago. The emissions since then have continued to increase. Oh, great. So the worst is yet to come. You know, you'd think that the Republicans would be concerned about the costs for these increasing natural disasters. Of course, that presumes they actually care about the cost of anything. For more on that and the stories we did not get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Download us anytime on iTunes, listen to us on Stitcher, and follow us on the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. SpongeBob! You're wasting me precious carbon dioxide! Carbon dioxide? I'm pumping it into the atmosphere, boy! SpongeBob SquarePants! Ha 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 